Inductees into the South Dakota Hall of Fame come from all backgrounds of life, but one thing they all have in common is their daily pursuit of their dreams. In this podcast, you will hear stories of the legacy of these inductees and how these dream chasers have impacted South Dakota in meaningful ways. Welcome, I'm Miles Beacon with South Dakota Hall of Fame, and today I have the distinguished guest, Craig Lloyd, Hall of Fame inductee from 2015. Craig, welcome, and if you could start, could you just start with a little overview of your childhood through today and, and walk through that, because you have an incredible past. Well, I don't know about incredible, but uh, lucky past, how's that? Uh, I, I was born in Mankato, Minnesota uh, in 1948, so I'm getting old, and uh, I uh, spent m my years in Mankato from uh, the time I was born till about five or six years old, and uh, we moved 23 times when I was 22 years old. And why did you move so often? Well, my dad, he was, he, he was the greatest dad in the world, but he couldn't concentrate on anything very long and didn't want to f see it to fruition. And so he was always chasing that next dream. And uh, so it took me from Mankato to Tioga, North Dakota, to Minot, North Dakota, to Des Moines, Iowa, to Fort Myers, Florida. And uh, so from that time on, and from nine years old to 21, I was in, in uh, Fort Myers, Sarasota area. And uh, he was in the development business, kinda, more of a real estate person. And uh, he was killed in a car accident uh, in 1971. Um, and so I went to Mankato, Minnesota, because uh, my mom couldn't really afford to send me to college. And so I worked my way through college at my uncle's lumberyard. He was nice enough to give me a job. And so I would go to school from uh, seven o'clock in the morning, I always get the earliest class and I'd go to class till noon, and then go to the lumberyard as soon as I could drive from Mankato College to the lumberyard, which was about six miles, I guess. And then uh, I'd work there till six and go home and study or whatever I had to do. Um, and then on weekends, I had to make beverage money. So I'd unload carloads of lumber uh, out of a boxcar. And so that's, that's how I kind of got the rest of my money. But uh, I graduated in 72, and uh, I got an offer from an a oil company to go to work for them, and I went to tell my uncle that. He said, uh, no, you're going to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Well, first of all, I didn't know where Sioux Falls was. I knew where, kind of where South Dakota was. And he says, well, go out there. We're building some low-income apartments and I want you to learn that business. And I'm going, well, I got a job offer. And he says, no, you need to go to Sioux Falls and look it over. So I was married at the time. So Pat and I came out here, looked at the town, thought the town was really kind of neat. So we came out here in June of 72. And we uh, started managing low-income apartment pops. And... Uh, it was on Marion Road, and the town really basically ended at the back of the apartment project. Uh, and so we filled that up, and I got, I got bored, and uh, I said, I'm going to go build a house. I was lucky enough, my dad always taught me, you, you uh, earn half, you save half. And I, had, I was pretty good at that time 
from that time, I haven't done very good at that. But uh, so I had some money and I went and bought a lot for 1500 bucks. And I come home, tell my wife, and she says, well, you've never built a house before. I said, yeah, but it can't be that tough. I mean, you, you know, you put a foundation in, you just put stuck sticks in there and you build it. So I built the first house all by myself. Uh, and another friend of mine across the hall, he helped me. And uh, we, we uh, framed it, we shingled it, we helped with the plumbing, we poured some concrete. We, uh, I, I found out after about the fifth piece of sheetrock, I didn't want to do that, so I hired that. But I built my first house that Pat and I moved into, and we had about 13.9 in the house, which was a 1,040 square foot house, split foyer, and that's where we met. I got done with it, and I did it on nights and weekends. And I says, well, God, I, I know what these houses are selling for. I think I'll go do one across the street. And I did that. And I uh, made about $8,000 on my first house sale. And I was making $8,200 a year working full time for my uncle. After about the fifth house, he came out and says, I understand you're building houses. Uh, also, I said, yeah, I was kind of proud of it. I was doing nights and weekends. And, and he says, uh, you're stealing from me. And I said, I'm stealing from you. And he says, yeah, you're working on those houses during work hours. And I, I will say, I really concentrated not to do that. I'd go to the house at about five o'clock in the morning when you weren't supposed to start working on anything, but I did it anyway, until about quarter to eight. And I'd go to the office and work at the office with my wife, Pat, and, uh, then I'd go back at 5.30 and work until dark. And that's how I did it in white nights and weekends. And so he says, well, I'll tell you what, you and Pat go in the other room and uh, you're either gonna make a decision that we're gonna be partners or you're fired. And I thought, oh man, what am I gonna do about my $8,200 a year? So we made a deal that Pat could be running the apartments and he'd allow me to go continue to build and we came partners until about 1984. We made it through 80, 81, 82. You remember 22% interest? I do. And uh, at that time, I said, I, I've got to figure a better system not to be in one part of this industry. And I learned something being in the Home Building Association about syndication and raising money and building things with other investors. And so I started that in about 82 and kept on doing that. And so fast forward today uh, from having our first 120 apartments, we manage 7,500 apartments today. And we got two and a half million square feet of office and retail. And now we start a hospitality division. And we got about 250 employees from Pat and I. So we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate 50 years next year. Well, congratulations, sir. Did you ever think in your wildest dreams when you're going to Mankato State that you would build such an empire? I mean, that, that's amazing. Well, I don't know if you want to call it an empire, uh, but uh, I never thought I'd have a business and a succession plan for the next generation uh, my succession plan was trying to feed a baby at home and uh, make enough money that night so or that day or week and so 
you know, we kept on, if anything, we were really diligent. We never gave up. And we kept on trying to find other solutions for a problem because you're going to have lots of problems. And, and uh, I'd say your, your dad might have moved quite a bit when you were younger. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd say you probably learned quite a bit. He might not have been able to finish things, but you truly have been able to finish these things. When you look at what you've been able to build and the team that you've been able to uh, surround yourself with, and even the succession plan is so important to have when you're, you have a business of that, any size, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, of your size, it's really important. Uh, when you first came to Sioux Falls, you didn't have relationships built, so how did you start doing that and, and building that to, for help with the houses and, and that? Yeah, well, I, the, the two organizations I always say is a, a key if I have success, where key to my success is I joined the Home Builders Association because I had to learn really how to build a, a home and then how to run a business within that home building structure. And so I joined that and I, I went through the chairs of the home building. I was president of the city and the state, and I was a national rep. But, uh, you know, that, that organization really helped me build my career. My uh, other one was a chamber of commerce. And, you know, that is a fantastic organization. And I've done a lot of things for a lot of people, but for me, it gave me that networking process and uh, and then uh, uh, Dale Carnegie, uh, we would meet with the yawn control, yawn control at the YMCA basement, and I met some of the most fantastic people today. That are goes back to that time in about 1973. We were all in a room trying to figure out how to speak. I still don't want to speak, but I I tried back then, and those things just build character. And, uh, you know, I, was, I joined every organization I could to meet people. I, I think that one of the, couple of the amazing things, Craig, is uh, a lot of people think people that are successful today were born with a silver spoon. And it was anything but that when you look at your movement and even you going back to Mankato to work for your uncle to be able to pay your way through college because otherwise you weren't going to go. Yep. And you had to find a way and then you had to be up early to work late at work, and then you still had to study and go to class in between there, uh, which is just amazing. And I think it's a great example for uh, the youth to really look at that and say, I can become a Craig Lloyd. The other thing that you've done is when you came here, you needed to build that support system, and you joined the Home Builders Association and the Chamber of Commerce, and you started building that network so you knew who to talk to if you had a problem. What do you think your biggest problem or challenge has been in the last 40 years uh, since you've come to Sioux Falls, 50 years since you've come to Sioux Falls, uh, and how did you handle it? Well, I, I mentioned 80, 81, 82. I just happened to have 17 houses on the market at that time, and people didn't buy houses at 17% interest. Uh, the best thing that happened to us that time is Citibank came there, did a couple things. It uh, brought a whole new group together, and Citibank would give people 10.5% interest to buy a new home. And then they trained some guy named Miles Beacom. <laughs> and that's the next best thing that happened to Sioux Falls. <laughs> and so, uh, but that, that whole process and, and learning about syndication, 
finding investors, meeting investors, making sure the investor was always number one, uh, propelled us into a growth pattern. And then you got can't forget 2008 and 9. The whole world dropped out of a lot of businesses, including a lot of yours. Yes. And, uh, you know, relationships got us through that because we uh, were able to talk to people. Uh, everybody was in the same boat. Everybody had to row a boat the same way and uh, get us through that. Um, but relationships beyond anything else, if we haven't learned that in this pandemic, We've learned that relationships are the most important thing that we can do. Yeah, and it is. And, and you made another really good point, and that's if you're having problems, don't be afraid to raise your hand and ask for help. And you yeah. built that network so you could do that, and you were able to take advantage of that and, and overcome some of those challenges in those uh, certain periods when the economy was really at a, an all-time low. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Craig, what is something that you really want to share with the youth across the state? Uh, for them to hopefully be inspired by, for some words of encouragement. Well, first of all, you know, when, when I came to the state, you know, uh, there was a, a, a bad misnomer, and the misnomer was you got to move out of South Dakota to uh, succeed. And that's probably the farthest thing from the truth. And that was in 72, and especially today, it's the farthest thing from the truth. You can be anything you want to be in this state that you could be anyplace else at a lot lesser cost and a lot less stress that you can. Um, you know, there is no free lunch. And uh, if anything, I ever learned that you, you're only going to get it if you work hard, uh, you surround yourself with good people. The people you surround yourself is very important because if you get in the wrong group, you're gonna get the wrong reputation. You get in the right group, you get the right reputation. Uh, and don't ever be afraid to talk to your competition. Uh, you know, my competitors, geez, are, are, a lot of them are gone now, but they, the ones that are still left are still some of my best friends. Uh, we, we exchange notes and ideas and processes and everything else and I always tell anybody if, if you if you want to learn something about this business I'll be happy to talk to you about it and share because you know there is not many secrets we all borrowed something from somebody else and um, you know the the just just the work ethics in South Dakota are beyond imaginable and I think uh, don't be afraid to search out what your dream is and dream it as big as you can because it's possible here. I mean, I'm an example, you're an example uh, of what you can do if you just put your mind to it. And, and I look at those comments that you just made and you can, you can do anything you want in South Dakota and you could go to New York City, I'm not sure why anyone would want to do that right now with <laughs> the issues that are out there. But you, you look at Sioux Falls, and then you look at what you and Pat and your family and your company have done for Sioux Falls, and just continue to give back. And what was the first thing you started giving back to, and why have you continued? I mean, it's amazing the impact that you've had on this community with your, your yours and Pat's gifts. Well, my dad always said, and he, he was a very big 
believer in giving back to communities, even as many times as we moved in communities. But he says, you know one thing, son, you're never going to outgive God. And that's a, a truism, because every time uh, we think, you know, we're really stretching, well, we really weren't at the end of the day. And uh, people will give back to you equally, as you well know. And you don't have to be a very big fish in South Dakota to be important and, and change lives in South Dakota. And that you definitely have done here in South Dakota. So uh, we were truly blessed when you and Pat moved here from Mankato to, to South Dakota. Yeah. What is something that you'd like to share that pe most people probably don't know about you or you and Pat and uh, uh, from across South Dakota? Oh, boy. I can think of one thing. I don't know if you want to share it, but you wrote a book. Why did you write a book? Well, I wrote a book for probably two reasons. It sure heck wasn't my ego. Uh, I hope not. Uh, that my book was written for two reasons. Number one, I wanted to pass something on to my grandchildren and future generations to say, you know, Grandpa and Grandma just didn't wake up someday and had a future like we have today. And then I did it for our employees. So if you come to work for Lloyd Companies, you get a book, Building Dreams. And that book is there to show you that, you know, if you dream it, you can do it. And it doesn't necessarily have to be with Lloyd Companies, but you, you need to do what you need to do is best for your family. We hope in Lloyd Companies that you're part of that dream, or we're part of that dream. But, uh, you know, just, just to tell people that Hard work will matter. Um, my normal work day when I was working full-time started at 5, and then it usually ended at 7, not in the morning, at night. And I did that for six days a week, and on the seventh day, I would come in at noon and work until it's about 6. And we did that for probably 30 years. And then Pat finally convinced me to take off Sundays. And then I finally got Saturdays. And then we bought a lake house 17 years ago, and then it became, I got to leave town at uh, 5 o'clock on Friday night. Yeah, all incredible. And what I love about the book is, uh, and I would agree, it's not ego, but it shows family, friends, coworkers, the sacrifice that you made and the hard work that you uh, put into the job to become successful. And if you would not have done that, the sacrifices or the hard work, you wouldn't be where you're at today. And your company wouldn't be where it's at today. And it's just something that I just think is very important for people across the state to understand uh, your belief in yourself, the sacrifices that you made and the hard work that you put in to make Sioux Falls in South Dakota a much better place to live. Yeah, well, thanks. So, thank you very much for all thank that you Thank you. Thank you for all you do. And I, I just loved, uh, I love the Hall of Fame and what they've done and tell the story of so many honorable people in this state. And I'm just one small one. Thank you for listening. To learn more about the South Dakota Hall of Fame and these dream chasers, visit our website at www.sdexcellence.org and follow us on Facebook and Instagram.